remember that God is all there is. How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Welcome to Say Yes to Spirit. This is Tracy, and Leslie and I come together to encourage you on your spiritual path and to talk about what does it mean to say yes to spirit, and when you say yes to spirit, what happens in your life? Does saying yes to spirit encourage you on your spiritual path? You know, it's kind of, you know, we can go around and around with that, can't we? Yeah, is it the chicken or the egg? Right. Is that what you mean? Right, right, right. Cool. And um, we have been doing the show for two years and two months. Wow. Um, But we've been experimenting with some different time zones, so not time zones, (laughs) times. That'd be fun. You know, I'm thinking like we can fly around and do something. I'm thinking Wednesdays at 9 p.m. may not be the time we end up with. <laughs> you don't feel you're at your best. You know, it's funny. I have a, a therapy client that I usually see in the mornings, like around 8.30 in the morning on Saturday mornings. And I saw her last week in the evening, like around 7. And like midway through, she said, oh, you're different at night. I like you better in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, thanks for sharing. David, you still have to pay me. Yeah, pretty much. But that's funny, it is, because I guess our energy does shift throughout the day, right? And and I'm generally, you know, big picture, I'm a night owl. But there's just something about, well, actually on Wednesdays, you know, because I I still tried to, I still went to the Wednesday evening educational series Uh at our spiritual center and just left a little early so I could, you know, be ready to do this. And so probably if I didn't do that, if I actually kind of took some downtime, had dinner, relaxed, right, and then nine o'clock I'd be starting nine p.m. Central Time, I'd be starting to get my second or third wind. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But yeah, it's just I feel a little dis disconnected, disorganized, right. which is probably perfect for our topic today, which is priorities. <laughs> Yes, indeed, priorities. Every week we have a theme, and this week our theme is priorities. But before we get into that, let's connect the dots with our most recent show, which was Nature versus Nurture. Priorities and Nature versus, you know, that's my favorite part. Do we have theme music? Probably not, because I was thinking, I was excited about the theme music, because that would give me time to try to think of a connect the dot between priorities <laughs> And nature versus nurture. That, uh, that uh, you know, it'll come to me, nature versus nurture and priorities. I guess in a way the idea of, I kind of thought last week's show in terms of that perhaps our nature, our spiritual nature would take priority over our nurture or over whatever kind of um, socioeconomic or, you know, social social nurturing or parents or lack thereof, you know, I would think that the the natural state of our spiritual essence would kind of be a priority over all of that. I think in an ideal world, but I'm thinking of all the people who have to get addicted to things and hit rock bottom or lose all their money and, you know, become homeless or have some major catastrophic catastrophic life experience before they step away from environment external right and what they have been nurtured to do or believe you know it's like all of that has to be taken away before they connect in with their spiritual essential spiritual nature right right so i you know i think our spiritual nature is always is always the core of who we are, and we wrap it in so many layers. Uh-huh. 
that many people don't see it, let alone express it, unless there's something major. But for mm. most of the people you and I know, right, our priority is to right. um, recognize and and support and enhance and develop our spiritual nature, even above and beyond our physical, biological nature. Right, right, right. And that is that is a good way of putting it. That we do prioritize. You know, the people, most of the people that I know, and if I know you and, and you don't prioritize it. I try to help you, you know, change that. <laughs> you <laughs> ever, ever so helpful that I am. Ever so helpful. Funny. Anything else that connects the dots? I think that is my connect the dots. So, but I am uh, really interested in priorities. Okay, then let's take a break, one minute, and then we will be back talking about priorities on Say Yes to Spirit. This is Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. And our theme today is priorities. Did that little break music sound like the same note playing over and 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 over again to you? Yeah, I don't remember. And we knew that break music before. I don't remember it sounding quite so boring before tonight. And maybe that's and maybe that's an evening thing. Maybe in the morning, you know, it sounds peaceful and calming. <laughs> now I'm like playing something with a rhythm I need to you know. That's what? so funny. Yeah, it's like it's not an it's not a new audio audio. Piece. It's like been using it for six months. I love it. Off and on. I love it. It's a brand new day for Leslie. Okay, so when you say yes to spirit, do your priorities change? Yes. Okay, show That's the over. end of it. <laughs> That's it. Put on some more boring music. No, I think this is not going to be a 60-minute uh, show tonight. That's so funny. That's the question, huh? Well, you, would you say yes? I guess it depends on if, it, you, if you always say yes to spirit. But if it's a new thing... Um, yeah, I think the answer is, is in most cases for most people, yes. You know, you're there's it's true, like a couple of weeks ago we were talking about no, it was last week when we were doing nature versus nurture and you were talking about your experiment raising a child uh-huh. uh which we're not gonna revisit. But the idea is someone had been raised in an environment where they really, really were raised to say yes to spirit, to be guided by spirit, to, um, you know, not just follow the rules, but really work from the inside out go within, and, right. as they build their relationships and make career choices and all of that, then, um, you know, did would their priorities change? Well, that's kind of a catch twenty two because maybe they would they have always said yes to spirit from so young uh-huh. that there's no change. That there's no difference. Right, right, right. Because their priorities are just in line with. Mm-hmm. And 
actually saying that out loud makes me think that my priorities might not change, but I may take a different path to achieve them. Oh, a gentler, softer, Tracy. Or just, yeah, I mean, something. you know, I'm more consistent right. in my actions and behaviors. I might seek out relationships with people in a different way that, you know, my priority, the three things that are most important in my life may not change, uh-huh. but because I'm saying yes to spirit and being guided by spirit, I might take different steps or in a different sequence. Oh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, someone could could always could be on any spiritual path or no spiritual path, and let's say their priorities were to have healthy relationships, um, to work in a job they love, and to be financially secure. Right. So those might be their priorities in life, and maybe they, um, you know, maybe they, whatever they were doing, whether they were achieving them or not, they say yes to spirit. They might just change how they go about that. The avenue which they take to get to that. Yes, yes, yes. And here's an interesting question. Does saying yes to spirit open up different priorities? Or does it open up, you know, is there, it's probably not the right word, priorities, but, you know, I think saying yes to spirit puts me in alignment with an energy that kind of propels me more quickly, that my priorities might be, um, you know, checked off. My to-do list becomes more manageable when I'm saying yes to spirit. But I guess a to-do list is different than priorities. Although I do prioritize my to-do list. Yeah, I think we have daily priorities that if if handled well, help us achieve our big picture priorities, our life goals, um, how we want to be and who we want to be in the world. So obviously, like so many of the topics we talk about, there's multiple layers, right? You know, where you can can begin to think about and talk about the impact of saying yes to spirit. And that's another kind of thing about taking kind of mundane topics and talking about them. That whole multiple layer thing um, made me think of. Uh, Jesus is the way he spoke the metaphors, but the metaphors, stories, but the metaphors, stories, stories, stories that are metaphors. Say metaphor again. Uh, the way his stories were told, they uh, were told so different people at different maturity, spiritual maturity levels could get something out of them. So they were multi, like you said, multi-leveled. And I do think that... Um, Every time we take a topic and kind of talk about it for an hour, it becomes so much more um, alive for me. Because priorities just seems like a pretty flat topic. Yep. Pretty pretty boxed topic. But um, when I connect it with saying yes to spirit, and I just love that name. Who came up with that name? Did you come up with that name or did I come up with that name two years ago? That is a fabulous name. Because when you take anything and connect saying yes to spirit, it really does kind of deepen it, even that boxy, flat word priority. Yeah, and for anyone who's listening who, like, you are just listening to us for the first or second time because you are someone who just happens to listen to Block Talk Radio on Wednesday evenings and it, for whatever reason, looks like this might be interesting. You know, I think it's that... Um, it, it, it is important to note that sometimes our topics are very spiritual and or religious. You know, we've done shows on prayer. We've done shows on forgiveness. We've done shows on peace. And we've done shows on worship. And, uh, you know, we've done right. show meditation. Um, and then we also do shows like today where it's like, you know, it, it almost seems, we didn't do this, but it almost seems 
you just, what did you do? Pick up the dictionary and just open it <laughs> to a page and, and, you know, close your eyes and point to a word? Like priorities. What does that have to do with spirit and spirituality? Um, and every time we do that, every mm-hmm. time we take a word yeah. or a phrase yeah. that's not obviously religious or spiritual, right? We always end up being getting the affirmation that there isn't anything that does not have a spiritual component. Right. And I guess that is the idea of saying, you know, where is God not? There's nowhere God is not. Is that the saying? There's no spot. No spot. Thank where you. God is not. For God is not. And um, so the idea of aligning our priorities in connection to saying yes to spirit, it really does sort of, um, you know, I think it, it, it makes the priority, prioritizing of the priorities, that's a good sentence, it makes it a little bit easier in a way because, it, like you said, if you look at each opportunity, at each crossroad, which direction to take, which which path to go down, if you ask the question first, you mm-hmm. know, that, then it becomes much more clear. And it is fascinating to me because doing um, therapy for 30 years now, it's really curious to me the, the path to people um, changing their life or getting into some sort of either spiritual recovery or addiction recovery or recovery from emotional trauma. It's all very similar and it's... Um, it's quite simple, actually, but it's very hard to do. Twelve-step programs talk about, you know, it's so simple, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really good at telling everyone else what to do, but, you know, my life is pretty much a, a wreck. So um, it's funny that we can say, you know, if we just say yes to Spirit and ask what would Spirit do, that our priorities will line up, and all we have to do is just do that. So, you know, why is there famine and war and hate and all the things that we continue to perpetuate, if it's just that simple, which it really is. It really is just that simple, but simple is not always easy. And e- and simple is not always common, and simple is not always the choice. You know, there's something about the human brain, I believe, that... Uh, because it feels it has to have more data and that the more data it has, the more it needs to do with that data, that we really have become a human race that that believes things, if it's not complex, it must not be good. Oh, right. So simple, you know, I must be missing something. We don't trust. We don't trust. Yeah, must be missing something. And if it, uh, you know, that's too good to be true, it usually turns out too good to be true in many of the business kind of ways. But in spirituality, I think it really is, you know, it is not too good to be true. It is that simple to have some sort of daily practice. Do you make a to-do list every day? Do you make a, a, a list of things that you then prioritize to do? Um, in this phase of my life, the answer to that would be probably 70% of the time, yes. Oh, okay. Is that up or down from other phases of Tracy Brown's life? Um, both. I mean, there have been phases where I lived by my list, um, you know, especially Uh, when I worked in corporate America. And, you know, I lived by my list and I was always juggling a list that had multiple levels of responsibility. Now, even though I say 70%, I don't necessarily do a daily to-do list. I see. I do a list of, you know, here are the things I need to get done, but it may carry over for two, three, four days or the whole week. That oh, you know, right. I'm checking things off of that list, but I'm not making you know, a new list. Um, and there have been a few periods or phases where I didn't uh, keep lists at all. That didn't mean I didn't have things to do. Right. But 
I, you know, I don't know. I just wasn't doing lists. And I started doing lists again when I started not getting things done. Oh, you like, noticed. You know, I uh-huh. need to see it. I need to look at it. I'm not able to hold it all in my brain right now. I'm distracted. I'm, you know. Right. Which, you know, in the last three or four years, running a business, studying. Becoming a practitioner. Becoming a practitioner. Doing a coaching business versus, you know, and a corporate business. Doing the radio show. I I found myself, yeah. <laughs> need I need to I need to have a list because if I don't write it down, does this ever happen to you? This happens to me a lot. If I just keep moving it from one day to the next day to the next day to the next day, I find out over time it becomes irrelevant. <laughs> I don't have to actually do it then. <laughs> it becomes so out of date to do it. Is that not a good way to handle my priorities? I have no judgment. <laughs> I think we do what we need to do. Oh. My experience about that usually isn't that. Um, isn't that? So I'm not that lucky around that. Procrastination doesn't it, serve you. Know, stuff that is on my list. Usually, if it doesn't get done, then it comes up to the point where, you know, I have three weeks to do it. I knew it was coming. You know, this is mid-May. I, you know, I know that it's coming June 5th, and other things just keep moving up in the priority list. Right. And then June 3rd, it's like, oh, this really has to be done for time. June 5th. Uh-huh. And, you know, and that's when you see me, and it's like, yeah, I've been up all night because I had to get this done. Um you know, there's a strange thing about that because you and I have that somewhat in common, that kind of putting it to the 11th hour. But I do think my experience of you and my experience of me is that that has rarely failed us. So that's probably why we continue doing it. You know, the off times that just didn't work out very well are few and far between most of the time. We get it done well and things go well and it comes off fine and nobody, you know, is aware of the... It's only us who suffers. <laughs> well, only, mostly, you, you don't even necessarily suffer. I'm yeah, perhaps the only one that's yeah. suffering. Yes, yes. Yeah, most of the things that I do like that are really creative things. And right. if it's for me, you know, most of the time when you, the things you see me do at the last minute is, you know, I'm putting together the PowerPoint for the workshop that I'm going to do. And, you know, right. I'm... I'm Finally sitting down at 10 p.m. the night before I have to do an all-day workshop, and it's come, you know, and I'm putting it, I'm outlining it, timing it out, and adding the slides. But for me, what that is about is not so much procrastination, but I used to, would always do my things like that in advance. And then the night before or two nights before, I would completely redo it. Because as oh, how the fun. time came, oh, yeah. my creative energy would increase. Right, sure. And it would be, oh yeah, that would be fine. You could, and it would be done. Uh huh. And any practical person would say, okay, well, you know, I I know you have a new idea, but this is already done. And it works, and we're done. And yeah. it's a, it will be effective. But I, you know, almost without fail, I would get this burst of creative energy, I would have an idea that that I could see would be even better. Sure, right. And I would be redoing it. Yes. So now, you know, what happens is I think about, especially for workshops and seminars, I think through it all. I have the outline done. I have all of that. But it's the last 48 hours before I'm going to actually present based on what my energy is like. Right. That I usually end up pulling all the pieces together. And, and yeah, there have been one or two times when that really, I paid for it. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't realize I was low on ink, and so I couldn't, you know, do a quick handout. Oh, and, you know, right, right, And I needed right. to be at the client's location at, 7.30 in the morning, I mean, right. you know, what do you do? Um, 
or, you know, I plan to use an external printer all along, and then, you know, they screw up the materials or the handouts. And, you know, you go to pick them up at 7 a.m., and you've got to be where you're going at 8.15, and it's a, you know, 45-minute drive away. You don't have a lot of time to redo it. Right. Yeah. But that I can count on one hand the number of times that's happened in the last 20 years. Right, right. So there is a there is a certain amount of I think you're right the creative energy of coming up at the last if of knowing you know in general what you're going to do and then and then allowing it to flow rapidly there in the eleventh hour and you know the priority. That is, brings up an interesting question because the person that you said that would look at it and say, "Oh no, this is done, and it's good enough. It's fine. It's not. It's not bad. It's good. It's done." And then you, who would look at it, and go, "Oh, but this would be better." So that kind of defines the, some priority within you in terms of your priority would be to, to lose sleep or to you know to give up something in order to get that that cherry on top kind of experience versus someone else's priority that might know I'm going to go, you know, get 10 hours of sleep or spend time with my children or, you know, make sure I, you know, have my lunch fixed for tomorrow. There might be other priorities that would mm-hmm. affect, you know, how, what the presentation overall is. That might be really obvious to other people, but it just kind of seemed interesting to me. So that's why I thought I'd say that. Well, yeah, and then, you know, if we if we connected in with this thing, Yes to Spirit, um you know, I think that's a good example because it's task-focused. You know, a lot of things that we do that are related to our jobs or the way that we make income, you know, we kind of can compartmentalize that. But it does make me think, and I don't have an answer because I'm thinking of this as I'm talking it, it does make me think, how do I do that in my spiritual practice? How do I do that in the bigger scheme or the bigger design of my life where it's reflecting my spiritual values and so how do you do what what's the that the okay I'm thinking about it but then I'll change it and then oh, I'll I do see. whatever you know like do whatever it takes to get the cherry right, on top which makes it look like it's the well and for me it's not even always the cherry on top it's just I have a, a better idea or an, an idea that feels better right now. Right. Not so much that it's like I could do that, but my energy right now is I want to do, um, you know, I, w- I just want to do this other exercise. And so right. Because I want to put that one in, I have to shift, you know, the other three hours around. Right. So um, I'm, I'm just thinking, how do I do that? So I'm thinking, okay, I've been teaching this Thomas Troer. Edinburgh Lectures course, and I'm creating this new Facebook page, and so yeah, I don't know how that flows over to the things that are kind of spiritually focused. I I um, guess I'm getting ready to go public on something that I really hadn't planned to make public in any way, um, at least not for another week. To ten days, and that is, I started this new Facebook page. Nice. And I gave myself a thirty-day challenge to post an, a video every day for thirty days. Nice. What's the Facebook page name? Are you willing to say that? Oh yeah, I mean that's that's not the part. Um, so it's a Facebook page for me as as a licensed practitioner and spiritual coach. Um, so it's facebook.com slash spiritual practices. And oh, nice. when you go there, it's Tracy Brown RSCP. So it's separate from my, you know, Tracy Brown profile, right. which has all kinds of people. Um, so the part that was that I wasn't planning to talk about with people was this 30-day challenge uh-huh. because I didn't want the accountability I you know, to be outside of me. I didn't want it to be like if I, I didn't want that, oh, I'm doing this because now I've told 100 people that I'm going to post a video every day for 30 days. Right. I really wanted want the accountability to be with me that I set this, challenge to myself to right. see if I would do it. 
So it is interesting because I'm on day five or day six, something like that. And, you know, earlier this evening I was thinking, okay, I posted my video for today. I have two backup videos that I could use at any time. Good. So I found myself thinking a couple of hours ago, okay, am I going to stay up late tonight and make another video, make tomorrow's video? You're making them of you? Yeah. I'm doing videos on spiritual principles. Oh, how fun. It's the Tracy Brown Hour. And all of them, all of the 30 of them. Oh, cute. All 30 of them won't be me. I mean, like I may do some quotations and put them into a video and put music behind them. You're physically making, you're not just downloading a video. Yeah, I'm not like going to find a video that somebody else made. I'm making 30 videos. Nice. And so, yeah, I found myself a couple of hours ago thinking, Okay, if I'm going to do a video tonight for tomorrow's video, you know, I'll do it tonight because then you have to do all the technical stuff. Wow. Related to it. So am I going to stay? If I do that tonight, I'm going to be up really, really late. And I'm a night owl, but I've been doing things during the day this week, so I've had to be up, and I'm tired. So I was having that little negotiation with myself in my brain of, well, you know, Tracy, you do have those two backups, and maybe tomorrow will be one of the days you'll use one of those, you know, and kind of that negotiation. And I, I, when it gets to the priorities, it's like, oh, okay, well, I could do that, but I wanted do kind of what I set out to do, and I have all these ideas about right. what I want to have in, you know, in some of the videos. So I don't know what I'm going to do, but the priority is like, okay, it feels like I will be being more true to the, the spiritual direction I see. for the video, right. and the, the reason I did the challenge to myself uh-huh. in terms of the kinds of things I want to put out there, it's like, okay, well, what's your priority? I've said yes to spirit. I've said, yes, I'm going to do the spiritual coaching business. Right. I've said, yes, I'm going to do these 30 videos to give people tips and ideas and, you know, highlight specific spiritual, you know, practices. principles and practices. And so... Okay, if that's my priority, then I stay up late and I do it. Or I, or I go to bed and I get up really early tomorrow, right? Which for me means it would be better for me to stay up late tonight. Yeah. And, you know, or do I excuse myself? I see, yeah, right, right. You know, okay, give yourself a pass. You've done really well for the last five days. You know, use this little extra one that that's over here. You know, I don't, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, tune in next week to see. <laughs> now, will you feel badly if you don't do the other one? If you don't do it live or you don't do one? Will you feel badly? That's a good question. I don't, um, I don't know. I would have to not do the video to find out. You don't project feeling badly after you do something? You don't think, oh, I'll feel badly, so therefore I have to do it now? Not Not so much? Not so much. Not so much. No, I'm not motivated much by guilt, um, much. I mean, there are times, but in general, no, that doesn't get me. Guilt, obligation, that doesn't work so well with me. That's probably why... Um, that's probably why I don't have a good relationship with my mother. Ooh, she a guilter? Because I, I just never, I even very young, I just kind of never bought into the guilt game and the blame game and the, um, you must do that because you're obligated game. I, you know, I just... I wasn't a rebellious child. I just it's been just kind of like I don't I don't get that. 
You know, why would you say one thing and do another? Why would you be hypocritical? So you do what you say you're going to do, and you, if you know you're not going to do something, then don't say you're going to do it. There you go. So, you know, just because somebody will like you better or will feel more comfortable, I mean, like, feel more comfortable, respectful, yes, I'm all for that. But, you know, other things when people just have no intention of, um, you know, meeting you to go to a movie. I mean, you know, not, it's like, no, I don't get guilt or obligation. I do things because I want to do them, mostly. There you go, Tracy Brown. Did you do that as a young child? Uh, yeah, I couldn't articulate it that way. I mean, I, I didn't do a, such a good job of articulating it now. But I couldn't articulate it, but right. it just never, you know, I guess I was probably looking back. I have to ask my sisters this next time I talk to them. But thinking back, I probably was a pretty difficult child. You think? Yes, thank you. The way you just described that. So, but I wasn't rebellious. I, I mean, I was very respectful. It's just that wasn't the way to motivate me. Right. Well, but if your mother, as you seem to be saying she was, that those things were important to her, she would translate that into rebellious. Even if you weren't like, stop your feet, run away. Yeah, no, I think, um, no, because I, if I knew the rules, I would follow the rules. So that was pretty good. I mean, right. she just never, I think, could control me. But that was okay. We have, uh, growing up, my mother's side of the family had three family reunion activities a year. And all three we were to go to. It would, it would never have entered my mind, I'm fairly certain it wouldn't have entered my sister's mind, but absolutely never entered my mind not to go. And it was usually fairly well, you know, all the cousins were there, everybody was there. And I can remember, I think I was like a junior in college, when I had the thought, I don't want to go to the July 4th at my grandmother's retirement home, barbecue, cookout. I want to stay and do something with my friends. And then I had this immediate thought, oh, no, that's not an option. And I think it was like another 10 years before I even had the thought again, you know, I don't want to go to this Christmas family. And it was literally into my early 40s before I said no. And so somewhere for 30 years, you know, saying I did not follow that little intuitive, I really don't want to do this. And I can remember clear as day, like, I don't know, I was probably in my 20s, so my cousin had to be in her like late 20s probably or something, but one cousin didn't come, and my mother said, can you imagine Sally Sue doing that to her mother? You know, that was a great line, and, it, oh. and I said, oh, I didn't think Sally Sue did that to, you know, Francis. I think Sally Sue just was had to work. <laughs> but, you know, that's the perfect, I don't know what that, that has to do with priorities, but it was a good story. No, I said, yeah. Well, the mother didn't do the priority for Sally Sue. The priority was to do her work and to, you know, take care of Sally Sue when she was 28, right? Yeah, that's, uh, no, I, I think if there's a direct link to priorities and how we set them and, you know, how we decide what is important to us. And when we are living our life guided and directed, by spirit, I think uh, more often than not, more often than we realize, there are a lot of people who make their choices to do or to not do certain things because of their religious beliefs or because of their spiritual um, foundation. And if they are interacting with a lot of people who either have different religious beliefs or a different spiritual foundation, you know, that it's like that conflict. Right. You know, and I, I think that probably goes on more often than we realize. 
And, you know, it's a priority of the family. It's a hierarchy of the family. So mother and father have a different priority than the child. Which is so often the case. Right. You know, how does... You know, how does that get resolved in terms of saying yes to spirit if, if indeed, you know, it's a it's a family gathering but a child has to work or a child, you know, the priority of saying yes to spirit of honoring that child's choice seems to be the thing. But I tell you, I absolutely know that my mother would not see anything being more of a priority. Not anything being more of a priority than showing up at that family gathering. And preferably wearing makeup and, you know, having showered really recently. <laughs> I'm that, not I even gonna ask I learned that over that. the years too. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm not even gonna ask because I know that came from personal experience. Yeah, some conversation. How would she know? Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm here. I'm here. Dad, I mean, I'm here. By golly, you didn't want to be here, but here you I am. Here I am. Well, could you have shown? <laughs> I mean, I can just do the whole thing. Where's my priority? Right, right. I'm here. My priority is <laughs> let my mother see me. Exactly. My physical priority. All my glory. Exactly right. And you know, I think that has been my priority for a while to you know make my mother suffer, but I'm trying to change that. So when um so you know, having done a lot of diversity and inclusion work in workplaces, you know, one of the things that that there are two examples that came to mind as we were talking about those last few things and one of them is when uh organizations plan events or um important meetings, you know, regional and national sales meetings uh, and it's Yom Kippur. Or yeah, it's it's some oh. it's the Jewish holy days, or it's um, some other important not Christmas holiday, Christmas like right. yeah. and um, oh. and you know an employee being caught in that place of saying you know yeah. this is a day, and I have flexible holidays so I can take off, but they have planned this meeting that is. So important right. to my job function. Uh-huh. Where is my priority? You know, how do I? This is critical yes. for my job, but this holiday, this holy day, right. is critical to my spiritual foundation, to my family relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. To, you know, it's like, okay, so, you know, on the one hand, you say your religion is the most important, your spiritual commitment, that sets your priority in whatever else happens. You know, it's like in a vacuum, it's easy to say that. It's very easy to say, right, but not so easy. But in the real world, right. it's not so easy. It's not cut and dry. Or even if I don't, you know, I'm not as wrongly practicing as my family, but that is a big family holiday, and my mother, my parents, my aunts, my uncles, my grandmother would be appalled if I went to work instead of honoring that 24 hours, you know. And, And I've actually, I mean, I've had this happen more times than I can count, where our company has hired me or hired the group I'm, you know, working with to do training. And Rosh Hashanah and Wow. And are even, you know, spring break, but that's a whole different thing. Or, you know, because the dates change every year. Right. Um, or plan, I have us come and do training, and it's uh, Ramadan, which is not that big of a deal in general because the person, you know, who is celebrating Ramadan would be at work and they anyway and they would not be eating during the day. But it has come up as an issue a few times when people had to travel to the location where the training was and it was Ramadan. And so it's not so much that they just 
get up on their normal schedules and come to the office and go home on their normal schedule. They've also got to factor in travel the day before, the day after, um, arranging to eat before daybreak, which is not always easy to do when you're on the road. And um, and then people, you know, all together, the group wanting to eat lunch together, and they're not with the people they normally work with who understand that they celebrate Ramadan. You can't eat during Ramadan. Uh, during Ramadan, it's fasting from sun up to sundown. Having dinner for thirty days. What religion is that? Islam. I can't do that. I was trying to make a middle note. Go ahead. And hard. Um, <laughs> And that, that's a that's part that's one of many things, but that's the one that gets that's the restriction that gets most talked about. But the uh, it's the about being pure, being pure right. from sun up to sundown. And um, you know, it's like okay, what do you do when you are trying to operate in quote unquote the the real world? But quote unquote, uh, right. I'm really putting that in quotations. If you're listening to this, because I think the the spiritual world, the world of being driven by spirit and honoring that, is the most important thing. And there might be a, 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 a person of the Islam faith where they could honor their faith and and honor that tradition. I would assume, or because I'm thinking. You know, there's certain things about science of the mind that I don't adhere to, certain philosophies or ideas that I uh, don't resonate with, and so I'll, you know, resonate with what I resonate with, and I well, still in, feel in, like I'm being authentic to my priority of saying it. In any faith, that's true, oh, that you have a range, but, but what I'm talking about is the person who, they would be celebrating it, I got they would be honoring the restrictions. Yes, and they might be able to do that if they were not required to travel. You know, like a lot of times we'll do, you know, training in a regional location, and people will come from different cities um, for that particular company because they have a lot of locations. So when you add the complexity of, and you know, it's challenging enough if we take the travel away. That so much. Let's say we're again we're doing a one day event or a one day seminar, and it starts at eight thirty. Well, at eight a.m., you know, there's coffee in the room, there's donuts or pastry or oh, yeah. food. There's food all because you know in the United States of America. That's why I'm saying I we eat do that. way too much, right? I so eat. I eat. So there'd be food, and everybody in the room would have their little snacks, and and then at 10 o'clock there'd be a break, and there'd be more food. And then at lunch there'd either be food brought in, or there would be, you know, people going out to lunch in groups. And, and, you know, and then at 2 o'clock there's cookies. Would y'all address that in terms of when you were planning the event? Do you ever recall bringing that to the planner? Or oh, yeah. I mean, that's how I know it's been an issue because, you know, they, we'll often, I, I'll often ask um, a client, are you sh- sure you want to schedule that? Or are you aware? Or, or for Ramadan, because it goes on 30 days, it's not just a one-day thing. I, I have, yes, I have asked clients, are there any employees who are going to be scheduled to participate in this who are um who practice you know Ramadan who are who are honoring the Ramadan tradition and most of the time the client doesn't know the answer to that but do they honor the idea of it and try to research it do they do they make that their priority so usually, people so it depends on the size of the organization, all that. Oh, you know, okay. a lot of times if it's people and they all work in the same building and it's a certain group of people who are going to be invited, they can usually find out. But in larger companies, they can't find out because people sign up for different days. Oh, I see. Right. And so the thing, what we, what we usually recommend to clients is with, um, with Yom Kippur or with an individual single day, um, 
that they just make sure that they offer people options so that that date is one of four that people have to choose from. So someone who doesn't, right. you know, they, they can choose one of the other three days. But if it's a one-time thing, or with like with Ramadan, we might have four dates in the same month, and any date you choose, you're going to still have to deal with that. And we will coach them about when you make your announcement, you know, that you can include that. We are aware that this is being offered during Ramadan, and so if we need to make special accommodations for you, please let us know. That would show a priority, or, you know, it's just a respect. respect. We're, we're not clueless here. Right. And that is kind of a classic um, priority, angst, work, job, family, spirit, you know, how to how to balance all of that. <laughs> and um, you're laughing. Oh, I'm just laughing because now my brain is working on all these different examples, like as simple as, well, and it happened just recently. I was doing a session for a client, and they ordered lunch for everybody. They had no vegetarian option and they had beef and pork, no chicken, no fish. So for the and they have a population in their company, a relatively large population that are vegetarians. Um and they know this, but for this event for 100 people, they ordered beef and pork and um yeah, and no healthy veg vegetables and it was I was like, What were you thinking? So their priority red meat Yeah. Red meat and no vegetables. So their priority they were giving their employees a message about their priority. I do think that our behavior gives a message about what we're prioritizing. Our behavior, absolutely, I agree with you, tells the truth story, right, of what we're prioritizing. And um, and it is, I think it's difficult, you know, to uh, pay homage to two gods, right, the work god and the god god. But um, it, it, there is, there is, I would imagine there would be times saying yes to spirit would mean giving something up in the church and going to the work. I could see times where that would, you know, that that would that that would be the highest good. If I have kids at home to feed, and I, you know, it's a mandatory thing to step out on that limb and say, oh, I'm gonna, you know, follow my faith. May or may not be the highest, you know, God. We, you keep telling me we live in human form or flesh form or something, and we have to, you know, be aware of our 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 what bodies or something. Is that what you keep? So I can see that being, uh, you know, that there would be a time we're saying yes to spirit, well, maybe yeah. serving I, a human. I know lots of people who've done that, and and it it's not it's not in it's not a bad thing to do when you are consciously Conscious. making the right. choice that's a, that's and a not thing, being the victim, right? And knowing why you're choosing it, and being very clear, this is. This is the highest good choice for me right now. Right. Maybe and what conversation you have about right. it. Right. Because a lot of times people make those kinds of choices, but they don't have the conversation around it. And so the employer doesn't even know. Oh, right. Doesn't right. even realize that they are making this sacrifice. Quote, unquote, making this person make this sacrifice. Right. And, um, yeah. Then, then that you get resentment and right, all of that right. stuff, and that didn't have to happen that way. And that would be the same kind of thing when people are in relationships, and the you know the the, the couple don't have the same priority. And how do they honor the you know conflicted, seemingly conflicting? My priority is to sleep in late. Your priority is to get up and go ride our bikes. Oh, bike. Golly, you know, how does that play out? Mm-hmm. How do you balance that? Are there any spiritual practices? There yeah. you go. Yeah. Do you think there's a natural, I do uh, muscle testing? You probably have heard of that. Maybe some of our listeners have not. 
I'll, I, you should Google it if you have not, because I'll bastardize the definition. That's not really the word I should have chosen, but I could possibly mess it up. But it's, uh, it's a form of being able to te- to sort of ask your inner self what the right thing to do is when given a choice between A and B. And um, classically, you can have somebody push down on your arm as a way of being able to say yes or no. But if you're by yourself, you can kind of put ring across, make finger and thumb, first finger and thumb, a circle around each other. And if they easily break, I'm not explaining this well at all, but if they easily break, that's a no. And if they're strong, that's a yes. And um, it is fascinating to me, and I really believe it, and I've done it for a number of years now, and I I know it to, to work. I know that there's something within something mystical and magical that when I, uh, to do something, you know, I cannot make that break. There's a strength within the, that, those two circles, so I cannot make that break. But, so then I'm very clearly said, I'm very clearly intuiting this is the right thing. Yes, go this way. And I, you know, still, at least 10% of the time, I'm like, let's do that again. But, you know, <laughs> maybe this time God's wrong. You know, I don't want to worry. So it's, even when I know clearly here's the priority, here's the right thing to do, here's the next best thing, boy, there's still that 10% like, no, 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 don't make me. That's funny. We had a really interesting conversation during class last night about faith. Oh. And like how, but what it really boiled down to was the conversation about trusting. Trusting what you know you ought to do. Yeah. Trusting the intuition that doesn't necessarily have fact Uh behind it. Uh Um, And trusting that that, trusting and then acting like you, you know, if you trusted it, what would you do? And then doing that. And that would be a spiritual practice, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, following your, noticing and following your intuition. Uh-huh. It's absolutely a spiritual practice. You could do a video on that. I could, but not tonight. <laughs> I've yawned three times during this show. I don't think I'm going to be making a video tonight. You think that's already decided? Yeah. Are there other spiritual practices for priorities? I thought of the whole muscle testing thing, which it's not really a spiritual practice, but it's a it's a spiritual tool. Well, well we've talked between about a tool and a practice. Go ahead. We've talked about um, visioning before, and visioning as giving you direction. Yeah. And that helps to set your priorities as well. Um, and that, as a spiritual practice, it makes it clearer. Um, it helps you set your direction. Go in instead of turn right. How do you that one? Like a vision. <coughs> you know, at some point we have to be doing... Not a vision board. I know, that's what I was just about to say. See, that gets, I get very confused still between visioning and a vision board. Visualizing. And visualizing the, 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 the all the V words. Yeah, I think that's one reason why I do treasure maps instead of vision boards. Because it's it, it's confusing. The treasure map. I like that. I've not heard that. I've not heard that. So now, I don't. I don't know what I'm going to make my priority. Meditation, I guess. I was going to say, what spiritual practice do I make my priority? Probably meditation. For me. Yeah. And for you, Tracy Brown, do you have a spiritual practice that's your priority one? Um. And right now. This year, right now, it is um, prayer. It's spiritual mind treatment. Oh, nice. And I'm, I'm use, really using them. Even more than Yeah, affirmative prayer, more than, even more than meditation, even though I still am meditating every day. Awesome. Yes. So um, that's it for priorities. And um, we are about to spend a whole day, so... Check us out on Blog Talk Radio and look at the schedule, and we hope you will join us again soon. But until then, say yes Yes. to spirit.
couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Alexa, play meant to be. Okay. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. Baby, just let it be. If it's meant to be. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.